following podcast is improvised satire and all characters are fictional. Hello, I'm Dean Ardenfeld. This is the podcast where I interview employees of the many subsidiaries of my favorite multinational conglomerate, Hogswood Cooper Media. I'm glad you're here. Welcome to the corporation. Hello, dear listeners. I hope you had a wonderful holiday weekend. You know, I never know quite how to feel about Labor Day because it's a federal holiday and I love America and all she stands for. But Labor Day is also about workers' rights and we all know how greedy those workers can be. Just look at what's happening with the writers and actors in Hollywood right now. Anyway, it doesn't really affect me, so I pretty much just ignore it. Oh my gosh, we have a great episode of the podcast for you today. First, I talk to a man whose whole job is to take a budget airline and find new and innovative ways to extract additional profits out of their customer base. Now, you might not like the extra bag fees, but the board of directors loves how he can squeeze an extra dollar out of us rubes each and every time we fly. Then I talk to a makeup artist whose whole job is to make elderly white men look attractive on high-definition television, and she's very good at her job. I talk to them both here in my studio. I think you're going to love it. Oh, and one more thing. If you haven't given us a five-star review on Apple or Spotify, we sure would love it if you could do that. Okay, let's get into it, shall we? I hope you enjoy this brand new episode of The Corporation. My first guest is the VP of Monetization at WeFly, that's W-H-E-E-Fly, the low-cost airline that connects dozens of U.S. cities. Of late, the company has been posting losses, which has inspired WeFly to get innovative in how it brings in additional revenues. In his spare time, he collects funny keychains. Please welcome Earl Faintway. Hi, Earl. Hello, Dean. Thank you for having me. It's great to have you. Boy, airlines are having it hard these days, and you got to make every dollar count, huh? Yes, you really do. You know, people are not flying as much as they used to, Mm. and that is just a real kick in the is it? Yeah. Now, now I know we, you've done the bag, you know, the, the charging for bags that used to be free mm. and all that sort of thing. And, and you're, the, I think, one of the only airlines that doesn't give anybody any kind of refund when you cancel their flight. That's right. Very smart. Yes. We, we require our guests to make up their mind. And uh, if you can't, then you should be punished as far sure. as I'm concerned. Even though some of those flights get canceled because of weather or what have you listen i'm not god i can't control the weather people can do plenty of research and figure it out and you know if you really want to know hire a meteorologist but that's not my problem sure of course yeah um that that's not my problem could be you know almost your your motto in terms of the the monetization of the airline that is a slogan that's kind of one of our mission and values really Uh so uh we try to embody that in just about everything that we do at we fly and that's not my problem no that's not your problem and so um you know another thing that you're getting some flack for these days is that you've incentivized your uh, fairly low-paid employees uh to 
tell people that their bags don't fit on the plane, even though they clearly do. And then yes. you get to charge them an extra 50 bucks in fees or what have you. Well, so, you see, the tactic there is that, especially when it's flying families, that they really don't want to waste any more time because right. their kids are probably driving them crazy. Nice. And let me tell you, that is a ripe situation for an upcharge. If you've I got see. someone, they're not going to want to sit in line and argue when their kids are screaming and nope. tugging on them. Right. The, the average customer is looking to just make a quick decision and move on. Right. And I would prefer that decision be one that increases our bottom line. Right. Yeah. That I mean, that makes total sense. And then people get all mad at you. And sometimes they catch the employee in the act of, you know, oh, this clearly fits. What are you doing? Why are you upcharging me? And then they have to play dumb or yes. back or walk it back or what yes. have you. But that's worth it if it means an extra 2% on your bottom line. Oh, absolutely. Uh, most of the time, people don't seem to question it. Mm -hmm. uh, they really just, I think they've come to expect it from WeFly now. We, yeah. We've attracted a certain clientele, you know? Yeah. It, and to just put the word out there for anyone watching, um, we won't ask a lot of questions if you won't ask a lot of questions. So, you know, cash is a great way to pay for your flight. Okay. Uh, we are never going to look inside your bag, uh, but huh. we will charge you a little bit more money if it's just you know, close to that, mm. that edge, you know? Interesting. So I have noticed recently that there seem to be uh, two lines uh, in, in your section of the airport. You've created sort of your own security after the real security. Yes. And you will check people's bags unless they pay you an additional fee. That's true. We, that is a so good just point. hold them up, essentially. It is, it is in the terms of conditions that we will ask you questions unless you pay us not to. Uh-huh. You see? Because right. right. that's just another opportunity to monetize something right. a little bit more. There are people who like to fly around the United States who would rather you not look in their bags. Right. So right. you have to kind of set up a little bit of a situation where you're going to look in someone's bag. Mm. So the folks who who don't want anyone nosing around. We really took the idea from Disney, if you're willing to believe oh, it. Really? Uh, from like Disney World, you know, they have the speed pass where you get to cut the line. So and you there get... is a speed pass at the TSA too, but you didn't take the idea from that. No, <laughs> no, that was a little too official, you know. Uh -huh. um, they, We would prefer the TSA have as little to do with our airline as possible. I see. So, so you don't wanna... have a good relationship with the TSA? Well, it's frictionless only because we just don't engage with them. Oh, really? Unless we absolutely have to on a legal sense. Most of the time, we adhere to whatever things they try to tell us as, sure. as close to as not doing as much as possible as we can. I see. So so it's like the TSA is kind of like the boss that comes around once in a while and you guys are the employees who can't be bothered. Right, right, right. And you know, some things uh, have to be held on with duct tape just to pass. But Now, I mean, I, at first I thought you were speaking figuratively when you said duct tape, but I have seen some of your planes and it does seem like some of the places that should have bolts do have a gray tape. Look, when I was a young man, my father instilled in me the lesson that you use something until it is absolutely broken. Absolutely. If I drop my phone on concrete and it cracks the screen, mm. I'm not going to pay a dime to fix it as long as I don't cut myself. Isn't that the problem, though? Things aren't made the way they used to. Think people don't use things until they break and then fix them again the way our dads used to fix them until yeah, they... Right? Well, That's the problem. People just want to throw it away and get a new plane. The older generation also doesn't... They didn't have a really cash flow mindset on them. A lot of them wanted to make quality goods that right. wouldn't break, but where's the monetization in that? You right. want a good that is likely going to break so that your customer that's become dependent on it will then pay you for another one. So 
I understand that completely, but how does that track as uh, as it relates to the plane that you have to you have to fly every day? Well, you see, there are various tiers of tickets that you can buy. If you want a very cheap ticket, the safety and put togetherness of the plane that you may be on might not be to the same degree as one of our upper echelon platinum tickets, I see. which are planes that are refurbished usually from wars or accidents within the last five to ten. So years. you don't have any brand new planes? No, brand no. new planes are incredibly expensive. But you're Dean. paying you're paying for a little less risk essentially, and you want to take the risk. It's like taking car, cargo or steerage in the Titanic, exactly. right? Exactly. You, you pay for what you get, what you pay for, and if you pay one hundred percent the bottom, then you get the plane that's held the day other day by duct tape. It really puts the decision in the hands of the customer. Love and that. isn't that what the free market is all about? You're right. It sure is. It sure is. It says here you have a hobby of collecting funny keychains. Yes. Which must be an easy... Th- I'm sure you fly all over the world probably and uh, you get to f- collect funny keychains from yes. all, all sorts of places, Yes. Huh? I, I have a board in the back of my house where I've collected at least one keychain from all 50 states. Oh, wow. And even a couple of the territories. Wow. And it's really quite you, fantastic. What are you looking for when you pick up a keychain from a different uh, from a state? Uh, the first thing I looked for is heft. It, oh. it, I don't like a light keychain. Okay. I like to know that it's there. So when you when it says you collect funny keychains, is it the sayings on them or is it just the shape? Or Oh, it could be anything. Sometimes anything. they're funny looking. Sometimes they oh. f- say funny things like, if you can't handle me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best. Uh-huh. They say funny things like, not in my house. Uh-huh. Any kind of random quip with zero context that you can slap I on say. a keychain, that's where I'm at. Sure. It's like, it's like essentially if you went into like a, a home goods or whatever and you were looking for things to put on your wall at the Airbnb yes. or something. Yes. It's like live, live, laugh, love type of things. Absolutely. Wine a clock somewhere or whatever. God bless this mess. Yeah. All, all kinds of things. And honestly, those are the hardest ones to find because yeah. people, I'm not the only one who thinks they're hilarious, clearly. Sure. Yeah, they're course. just so difficult. So when I find them, sometimes I'll buy one, sometimes I'll buy more than one. Oh, yeah. They make a great gift. Sure, sure. So you've got that pegboard on the back of your house that uh, has all the different states on it. Those huh? are the different states. And then my actual keychain that I have for my keyless car is basically all just keychain tags, all of my favorites. Oh, it's a wow. giant ring and it, it's very bulky, but I, I can't leave home without it. It's Amazing. like a comfort blanket. So the keys that you walk around with every day are re- essentially like it's a giant glob of keychains that you enjoy? Yes, I don't actually have a physical key in my entire life. Interesting. Now, I mean, well, let me ask you this before we move on to our second guest. What is the, um, what would you like to do in terms of monetizing the airline that you haven't gotten to do yet? Oh, one project that is just hard to get off the ground, <laughs> to use a little bit of a plain <laughs> pun there, is this one where you know how you could get uh, your Amazon Prime or, or some other streaming service and you can pay for an ad-free version of it? Sure. Well, what I've realized is that most airplanes are ad-free right now. I'm trying to make them add full so that we can also add that to the ticket price. If sure. you would like your seat as a non-advertising seat, sure. that sounds like a right place for an upcharge. Right, right. And I know you don't, you're one of the few airlines that hasn't invested in uh, headphone jacks for the televisions in front of, so the, all the televisions just blaring full blast different, uh, yes, different channels. Yes, it is a little such. bit of a cacophony out there. <laughs> so you've got, you're, you're, you're saying, it, we'll just blare ads at you. 
uh, that you won't be able to turn off unless right. you pay for the subscription service. Did you want to watch Frozen 2 on your airplane? Mm, you're going to have to watch about five ads before we'll let you watch about 15 minutes of it. But you could always buy the ad-free experience. And then people will be able to watch two-thirds of a movie before their flight lands, which is what usually exactly. happens anyway. And yeah. it creates a hunger in them to finish it later, which sure. they can then, you know... Rent it from Hogswood Cooper Media sure. Streaming. Sure. Well, that's great. Very exciting stuff. And uh, I, I would love you to stick around while I talk to my second guest. We'll bring you back. Sure. Excellent. Excellent. Well, folks, my second guest today makes the old look new again, albeit temporarily. We're going to find out what that means. But first, let's pause and hear a quick word from our sponsor. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hello, America. Earl Faintway from We Fly Airlines, your favorite airline for cost effectiveness and putting the choice in the hands of the customers. We embody the American dream and American principles of a free and open market. When you fly with We Fly, you can be sure that you are getting exactly what you paid for, whether it be an economy barely get you there experience or our deluxe will land with all wheels intact airlines. To book your latest flight, visit our website at wefly.com slash Dean's promo for an additional 15% addition to your ticket price. Subscribe to our newsletter so you can get exciting updates like our ad-free experience or edible food. We Fly Airlines. We'll get you there. Mostly. And we're back. I'd like to remind you at this point, as I do every show, that I, Dean Ardenfell, am not and have never been an employee of Hogswood Cooper Media or any of its subsidiaries. We've been talking to Earl Faintway from We Fly Airline, and now I'd like to bring in my second guest who works for a totally different subsidiary of Hogswood Cooper. She is a professional hair and makeup artist for Hogswood Cooper News. Each morning before the broadcast, she makes older white conservative male pundits, a group known for its inexpensive haircuts and refusal to moisturize, look more human on your HDTV. On weekends, she sells expired cosmetics in the park. Please welcome Kendra Blingbird. Hi. Hi, Kendra. Wow, you do hair and makeup for uh, all these old, old guys on the TV, huh? Yeah, they're so old, they, but yeah. I make them so young, you know, but I've been doing this for the last 20 years or so, so really? I'm wow. really good at this. You're really good at, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I imagine, you know, with the advent of HTTV, you've got all these like... Uh, most of the the panels uh, that happen on uh, Hogswood Cooper News are old, elderly white men. Yeah, a lot of liver spots, a lot of blemishes. Yeah, a lot uh, of scratches. Sure, sure, scratches. Uh, or <laughs> like this one guy, you know, I can't say his name, you know, but oh, sure, he yeah. has a cat, so oh, it's kind of like I always know what to do there. I see. How do you make? How do you take a, a an old, an old saggy, freckled white man, and make him look toned and beautiful for the camera. So my magic thing is always like I go straight to the tape. Mm. You know this makeup tape. Oh. Uh, have you seen it? It's no. like uh, you put it like in the eyes, eye area. Oh. And then you lift it in the back. I see. So they are like they have a lot of wrinkles, you know, but I you see. can't see it on TV. And also they're so pale, you know, they're almost like they're dead before sure. they come to my chair <laughs> yeah yeah because yeah, a lot of these the man, these men don't get out very much they don't get out of their mm -hmm. limousines or their home their mansions no or they're very you. lonely yeah. they're kind of sometimes they just come to my chair and just start crying you know really and i'm like 
dude, stop like putting all your trauma on me. But See, you I know, have, I have to do. I have to talk to them. You know, I have heard it's my that job. That kind of happens when you have like a a, a, a very repressed older man who mm -hmm. maybe hasn't talked about his feelings in a long time. Yeah, and then a nurturing woman puts her hands on you. Yeah. Sometimes that can just trigger a, a waterfall of inappropriate emotions. Yeah, exactly. I've also yeah. heard that I have these healing hands. You know. Oh yeah. I touch men and not. Not a sexual way, you know. No, it's no. not sexual at all. Sure. I know what you're thinking, you know. I'm I'm a good looking woman, but it's just like I have these smothering healing hands, you know. Mm. So now, yeah, you they don't think it's sexual, but do you ever have uh, do, do, do men ever come on to you, uh, you know, in an inappropriate manner? <laughs> yes, all the time. I'm sure, but yeah. I'm single, so just put it out there, newly single. Uh, oh, newly single. <laughs> yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay, so I I know that like you put this big black sort of poncho on them while mm -hmm. you're doing their hair and makeup and you don't really know what's going on with their hands underneath the, the poncho so I'm sure there's all sorts of inappropriate yeah I've been having trouble with that Have I'm you? always like Mike put your pants on I can see that you're taking them off oh, again so yeah the, the, so so Mike is taking his pants off underneath the... Yeah, he's yeah. Uh, he's trying to, but I can... He starts wiggling and stuff, so it's like... I see. He's not... Oh, shit, I'm, t I'm saying, saying names the names, but maybe yeah. you can put like beep over it. Is that possible? Sure, sure, if, yeah, you, really, okay. if you really want us to. Yeah. But um, it doesn't seem like you're all that bothered by it. It seems like a lot of, you know, with all this Me Too nonsense, a lot of women really hate it when men take their pants off without telling women. Yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of, you know, but they're so old, so I'm like, oh. I see. It's almost cute. Oh, yeah, because it's, they're like, yeah, I have the power over them when sure. I'm, you know, they're, they're in my chair. chair. Yeah, right. Telling me all their problems, all their secrets. Weeping about their lives yes. while you give them a tape facelift. Yeah, exactly. And wow. a lot of tan because Do they, yeah. Bronzer. Yeah, bronzer. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you yeah. know, sculpting their faces. It's like a f***ing surgery I do on these men, you know. Oh, kind really? of. It's not a surgery, you know, but no. makeup can do a lot of things, you know. Yeah. It sure in a can lot of areas. Make you look like a totally different person. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, you, um, you sell expired cosmetics in the park. Yeah, I'm trying to do my duty, you know, for the environment. You know, there's mm. a lot of shit that gets just thrown away and stuff. Sure. People are like... Cantra, you're just trying to make more money, mm. you know, off of these poor girls who just want to learn everything from you. But I'm trying to do it for the environment, you know. Uh, it's not okay. So the the that makeup would just get thrown away anyway. Yeah. Are you now? Are you sanctioned to take it from work, or are you just sort of like throwing it in your bag? I kind of take it. I kind of just take, just take it, it in my bag. Well, if it's going to be thrown nobody's away anyway. asking questions. Sure. I just say, oh, I use so much foundation on Paul. I used like four bottles, and nobody's asking questions because everybody knows how Paul looks when he's not wearing makeup. You know. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. So. So. I'm not going to say I'm stealing, no. but. I'm not going to say I'm not stealing, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Sometimes yeah. things, whoopsie-daisies, something yeah. gets broken, has to go Oops, in a plastic bag and be taken home. Yep. Very cool. And so um, do the men who sit in your chair, do you ever have like real uh, personality, you know, ha ha strong personalities that are hard to get along with? Yeah. Is it ever tough? Yes. Like a lot of times it's really tough. Yeah. Um, so this one guy, I'm not going to name any names, you sure, know, sure. Um, he is like, he just starts throwing these tantrums, mm. like, you're stretching my face too hard, Kendra, again, and oh, just yeah. like start screaming. And I bet yeah. you do have a lot of pe a lot of, I mean, when you're talking about the old white men category, you probably have a lot of guys who are telling you you're doing stuff wrong or 
Uh, yeah, right. and a lot of them have PTSD also. Oh, yeah? So it's kind of mostly um, childhood traumas. Yeah, sorry, I'm laughing. It's just <laughs> no, when it's you hear funny. it so many times, it's get, it, it just gets funny, you so, know? Yeah, so like essentially, there's a generation, the, uh, bo- a generation of boomers mm-hmm. who are sitting in your chair, and they all have a shared uh, sort of, they all have the same trauma that they haven't dealt with from their past and it's coming out in your in your chair with enough regularity that you can predict it now yeah exactly that's difficult that must make you feel like a therapist sometimes yeah sometimes yeah yeah Yeah. it's kind of hard yeah i have to just like uh, 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 just like take uh, you're sort of waving your hand as though you're you're you have to heal it shake it off at the end of the day and yeah yeah. don't take it home don't take it home kendra Don't sure. take it home. Right. Don't take right. these old men home. Do you? I thought you. I thought you were going to say don't take the problems of these old men home, but you said don't take these old men home. Yeah, both. Have you been guilty of bringing old men home mm-hmm. before? Yeah, you have. A few times. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, I mean, it's it happens. Office romances, you know, blossom in all in the strangest ways. You yeah, know? and I'm single. You know, keep right. Now there single. was this one guy that, though I took home, that like we didn't do anything. He just started crying. It was Mark. Wow. I, sorry, <laughs> can you beep that? Sorry, sure. I'm always wow. oh, slip of the tongue. You know, it's oh, not, my tongue. Do you, do you ever wonder if it's you? People, it seems mm. like a lot of these men are crying around you. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> funny question. My therapist told me the same thing. Oh, oh, interesting. Like, Is there something draw, you're doing to? Uh, Maybe it's the tape. I I don't know. Maybe I'm taping them too hard because I have these. It's almost like bondage or something. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Well, this is all fascinating. Yeah. I want to bring back Earl and just ask him, you know, uh, how, how he feels about that and if he has any. Have you ever been on uh, Hogswood Cooper News, Earl? you ever been in, uh, in, in Kendra's chair? Um, yes, I have been in Kendra's chair, actually. Um, Did you cry? I ha- hate to ask. Well, Dean, let me tell you, nothing scares me more than a strong woman who stands up for herself. Mm. So I was rife with fear. Well, there it is. I guess that's what it is, maybe, huh, Kendra? Or do you think you're, you're scaring you're scaring men because they're used to women being subservient and then you get they get in the chair and you tell them what to do and you're taping their face back? Well, it's not my fault that they have so thin skin Literally or figuratively? around their eyes. Like literally. literally. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So literally they have thin skin around their eyes. Yeah. But and also you tried to take your socks off, oh. Earl. I told you, I don't like toes. Stop. Taking your socks off. Wow, I didn't know Dude. we'd have a confrontation like this, Earl. I Sorry, Earl. Just I'm just, I have to tell the truth. You took your okay. socks off in her the chair? business was like mine, where if you pay more money, you get to do more things. And I thought uh. I had paid the fee to take socks off. Listen, this is something, and we're getting a little personal here, but I have very sweaty feet. Okay. And I cannot possibly be comfortable in a makeup chair mm. if I'm sweating through my shoes. Oh. I wasn't intending to do anything else except air these little piggies out, but... I understand that my foot smell is maybe not the best. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So, a thousand apologies. Mm. I would happily uh, exchange you a ticket for our medium-tier plane to anywhere in the eastern seaboard that we service. Mm. Um, but if you do want to check a bag, and if you do want to arrive, there's always a little bit of an upcharge in there. Okay. Well, Earl... 
I do accept your apology, but I've only once smelled feet like yours. And that was from a dead man. So, like, <laughs> please don't take your socks off again. I'm okay? going to choose to take that as a compliment. Wow. I, I mean, I would be a poor interviewer if I didn't ask a follow-up about the time that you smelled a dead man's feet. What were the circumstances under which that happened? So my lawyers had to say no, like no comment, no comment. but mm. I, you know, it wasn't my fault. You know, he was in the chair. Mm. Uh, oh, he was in the chair. So I suppose that happens sometimes when you have a very old man sitting in your chair, the statistics, you know, statistically yeah. uh, once in a while, one of them probably will die right there in the chair. huh? Exactly. Yeah. But you know, you're probably thinking, oh, his feet smelled so bad because he had been a corpse for such a long time. Uh, that was not... I hadn't thought that, That no. was not the case. Okay, so you're saying that the fact that his feet smelled terrible had nothing to do with the fact that he was a current corpse. <laughs> they just happened to smell bad when he died. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I left. It's just... It was my father. Oh, is that so? So it's a genetic thing. Yeah, smelly feet run in the family. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And you, uh, incredible that you would uh, make the choice to sit in the same makeup chair that your father died in. Well, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, so they say. Mm, and uh, he wasn't the nicest man, so if I can outlast him some way, I certainly will try. And if a makeup uh, chair is the place, then. So you want, you want, it, it, it was on. almost like a pilgrimage. You said, I'm going to sit in that chair my father died in and air my piggies out. Yes. You see, he's accomplished a lot in his relatively short life, and I am still trying to make a name for myself. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, climbing up to VP of monetization is great and all, but he, he was a baron of the railway, you know? Oh, wow. So. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know that one generation back we had railway barons. In select places, sure. there's still a need. And, and in those places, you will find a baron. You know, Earl, I know all about your childhood because your dad told me everything. Just so you know, it's not a threat, but I'm not saying it's not not a threat. A th not a threat. She's not saying it's, it's not, not a threat. It's not, not a threat. I am quickly beginning to realize why so many men cry in this chair, Dean. <laughs> That's the show. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'm Nathan Hartswick playing Dean Ardenfell. Earl Faintway was played by Noel Porter. Noel is an improviser based in Vermont. He performs regularly with the team Boom City. Kendra Blingbird was played by... Björk Guðmundsdóttir. Trust me, you don't want to hear me pronounce it. Bjork is an accomplished Icelandic actor and improviser now based in Vermont. This episode was produced and edited by Sam Kernan and myself with marketing assistance from Addison Iring and studio space provided by Local Maverick at localmaverickus.com. Follow us at The Corporation Pod, subscribe, review, tell your friends about this podcast, and if you're in Burlington, stop and see a show at Vermont Comedy Club. See you next week. <laughs>